Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. You make me feel from New Jersey and Hollywood. It's Alternative Health Talk with Denise Otten and celebrity doctors and scientists and alternative health practitioners. Tonight we have a very special guest, my absolute favorite doctor in the whole world and my personal hero because his antioxidant protocol and diet and vitamins created a protocol that saved my daughter's life, my baby, Courtney. So Dr. Bert Berkson, MD, PhD, President of Integrative Medical Center of New Jersey, New Mexico, Las Cruces, New Mexico. He was also the Director of Research for the FDA for Alpha Lipoic for 15 years. 23 years. 23 years. That's Let's right. talk healing autoimmune diseases with Dr. Bert Berkson. Wahoo! He's in the house. No video. Only Hey, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? Good. I'm sorry that uh, the video didn't work this time around, but I just want people to know Dr. Bert Berkson is here from Las Cruces, New Mexico, and I wanted to just give you a quick synopsis of Dr. Berkson has been working with Alpha Lipoic for 30 years, doctor, is it? 42 years. 42 years he's been working with alpha lipoic and healing autoimmune diseases. Um, but I want to, I want you to tell people how you found alpha lipoic because you were a, uh, you were a PhD studying to be an MD, correct? Well, I originally started medical school in Chicago, right out of college. Right. And I was very immature and I used to ask a lot of questions. And one day the professor came up to me and said, you know, we give you information, you memorize it, you give it back to us just the way we give it to you, and then you're an MD. That's what they do. And I, I wasn't happy. I didn't want to be a doctor. I always wanted to be a professor. And um, I said, how does medicine ever advance? He said, everyone does the same thing. Nobody gets in trouble. We are not interested in new ideas, unless a drug company promotes it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to get on the elevator before the chiefs, and I, I didn't wear a tie at that time. You had to wear a tie to go to go to medical school. And I right. just went, went to graduate school, uh, got a master's degree and a Ph.D. at the University of Illinois uh -huh. in uh, microbiology, cell biology. 
became a professor at Rutgers University in New Jersey. Uh. I was there for a while, and then uh, I was an associate professor at State University of Illinois after that. I taught uh, medical microbiology, mycology, which is the study of fungi. and That's what you got your PhD in? Yeah, all sorts yeah. of courses, cell biology. Right. And, and then, then uh, family started having problems with doctors in Chicago. Right. And uh, I called them up all the time, and they never had time to talk. I thought, you know, maybe I'll pick up a set, an MD as a sideline, never practice. Uh-huh. I did, and I ended up. I ended up at Case Western Reserve um, University Medical School in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I finished up there, went into their internal medicine program. Then I started driving everybody crazy. <laughs> Why? Uh, one day, um, the, prof- the chief came up to me. Right. He said, uh, you know, you don't have any deaths on your service. Something wrong with you. Everybody's seen 10, 15 deaths. You have zero. Yeah. Right, right. So I try to keep people alive. So, well, we have two people who are surely dying. Okay. Their livers are shot. We can't get a transplant for them. They'll be dead in two weeks. Right. So how That's do you know that? How do you know that? Well, our expert said so. You don't trust experts? No. What kind of a doctor are you? I said, you know, I just want to go back. I want to get certified as a medical doctor, then I'll go right. back to my professorship. Right. So um, he says, they'll be de- dead in two weeks. Take notes, present it to grand medical rounds when they die. Take my word for it. So as a good doctor, I should have watched him die and t- t- took notes. Right. But as um, a person who had been a professor, a scientist, uh, with a PhD, right. eight years above a medical degree, I called Washington, D.C., spoke to the National Institutes of Health, the head man, Dr. Barter. Right. And I asked him, is there anything in the world that a regrow liver? He said he's studying alpha-lipoic acid. It's the wonder prescription drug for the reversal of diabetes and diabetic neuropathies. Right. But when they give it to people with diabetes, they seem to regrow their organs. It seems so you got diabetes and liver. Oh, much more than that. Okay. Um, so he sent me two cases, picked it up at the airport, ran back to the hospital, injected it into the two people. Right. They regrew their livers in two weeks, these terminal Wow. Patients. Wow. Uh, two weeks. Yeah. Dr. Barter was so impressed. He came out to Cleveland with a team of doctors, set up a national conference on organ regeneration, asked me to be the lead speaker. Okay. They said, we told the families they'd be dead in two weeks, now they're alive and well. You made us look like fools. They should be rejoicing. And uh, they said, you were using a drug that wasn't on our formulary. You could be fired for this. Right. Dr. Barter took me under his wing and... uh, he controlled many of the grants to the hospital and the medical school, so they didn't want right. to mess with him. Ah. And, and we gave it to uh, 79 people with acute hepatic necrosis, the worst thing that could happen to a liver. Okay. And 75 out of 79 regenerated their livers within a very short time, within a can month. I, can I ask you where that research is now? Well, that's what I was going to get to. Okay. So he and I were invited to be visiting scientists to Germany. Okay. And um, we published it in the uh, proceedings of um, a symposium at the Max Planck Institute in Heidelberg. Ah, and, okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's all in print. Yes. It was never, it was never picked up by PubMed, but you can right. find it on, um, on Google, Google Scholar. It's on there. 
Okay, because I spoke to a PhD uh, biotech uh, CEO who thought this was poo-poo. He said, where, where can I find that? I said, I don't really know. If you can't find it on PubMed, I don't know where to tell well, you. But now I you know where it is. You can find it on uh, Google Scholar. Google Scholar, yes. And, and I, if you want, I could send you the, the studies. Fabulous. Would you please? And then anybody else who wants to see them, I'll send it to them. And then there was a short um, note to the New England Journal of Medicine that was published there, too. Okay. Got it. In 1977, I think. Okay. 78. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. find it. It's all and there. So that's how you found Alpha Lipoic. So can you just do me a favor and tell people in, in very short, concise words how Alpha Lipoic actually converts into energy and how it actually regenerates the cells of the liver. And in fact, since it's doing the same thing for diabetes, it's actually lowering the blood sugar too, right? Well, does it, what it, what it regenerate does, the cells of the pancreas too? It regenerates all stem cells in the body, in every single organ. It's like an anti-aging agent. So I should be using it a lot for my face. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I do take 600 milligrams every day. That's good. Um, what happens is um, every cell of our body, well, lipoic acid is why we're alive now. Uh, every doctor learns this 50 times in medical school and undergraduate school. Most forget it. Um, I know it because I taught it over and over and over again. Okay. Um, right. That's why I knew it was, it was something that was uh, exceptionally good. What, what happens is um, food, you take food into your body, yes. and it's converted into something called pyruvate. Okay. The, the, the energy factory of the cell is called the mitochondrion. Okay. Acetyl-CoA is the fuel for the mitochondrion. Okay. Well, what turns the pyruvate into acetyl-CoA? It's lipoic acid. Uh-huh. So uh, we all need this to stay alive. Uh, uh -huh. it's, it's, the, it's, it's the key to, to our uh, energy for life. Okay. And we, we actually pr produce this when we're young and children and just born, Correct. Uh, we're producing it now. If uh, a 100-year-old person is producing it, but not as much as a young person. Got it. That's why we're more energetic when we're younger and not older. That's one of the reasons. Okay. If you, so, if you, if you take a two-year-old child and I give him a Thanksgiving meal, he's going to be running around the house afterwards. Right. Because he produces very, a tremendous amount of lipoic acid. Okay. If you get to an 80-year-old man, he'll be sleeping on the couch, unless he's taking lipoic acid. Because he can't digest his food without lipoic acid. He's digesting it, but he's not getting enough energy out of it. Aha. Uh -huh. Interesting. The next question would be that if you're not getting enough energy out of it, you're also not getting enough nutrients out of your food. Correct? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe yes, maybe no. Okay. Good thought. Um, so, so how does it then regenerate the liver? Because well, you have every, always told me it regenerates the liver, and you say it often. In every cell of the body are stem cells, in the liver, in the heart, in the lungs. Right. Every place, in the prostate, right. everywhere in the body. Mm -hmm. So um, lipoic acid stimulates these cells to regenerate properly. If they're undergoing aerobic oxi oxidation, if they're undergoing normal metabolism with oxygen, mm -hmm. they'll, re they'll regenerate. Cancer cells grow without oxygen. 
they just turn food into pyruvate and then something called lactate. And they produce okay. very little energy. They're like slugs. They just keep moving along and moving along. Okay. But if you, if you force them to go from pyruvate into acetyl-CoA into the mitochondrion, they tend to die from that. Okay, so you lost me. How does that create a regeneration? Well, if, if, um, if the stem cells are goosed along with lipoic acid, they tend to divide. And start to reproduce again. Yes. Okay, so that's the reason for that, for the liver regeneration. And also, I've asked you before, uh, with a, a, a boy in our family who had a stroke it was actually a 26 year old young man and you said that alpha lipoic regenerates brain stem cells upon well, strokes well i'll tell you a little story uh, when i was a when i was the principal investigator for lipoic acid for the food and drug administration right i got a call from a um from the head of a department at one of the biggest medical centers in america okay and he said he had 1200 people um possibly waiting to have their toes amputated from diabetes, diabetic neuropathies. Oh, gross. Uh, the blood vessels, the nerves were dying in his toes. Right, but right. I think this would help. Right. And I sent him a number of cases, I think it was 50 cases, and never heard from him again. Okay. And several years later, I read this article in literature that he had, um, he had given intravenous lipoic acid to uh, these 1,200 people, and within... Within uh, three weeks, they grew new blood vessels, new nerves into the toes did not require amputation. <laughs> three weeks. Three, three weeks, weeks he healed people. 1,200 so people. What? 1,200 patients. 1,200 patients he reported on. So I thought, well, finally become a prescription drug. They stopped doing it. So I called the drug company and spoke to the vice president. Right. said, I'm the Food and Drug Administration chief investigator for this. Why did they stop? Right. And he said... Well, you know, off the record, these big institutions have to do a lot of amputations to stay in business. They regrow the toes, they lose the patient. This, this is personal opinion. If they amputate them, they come back next year, have a foot amputated, then a lower leg uh, amputated, then a higher oh, leg, so then the them. So your drug's bad for their business. That's why they stop. So I said, well, are you going to put it on the market as a drug? He says, your drug will never get on the market. I said, why not? So we want one drug for one indication. Your drug's too good. It does too many things. If we give it for neuropathies of the feet, it also very effectively lowers blood sugar. We lose money on our, on our diabetes drugs like insulin. Right. right. It, it exactly. causes cancer metabolism to become normal metabolism. Cancer cells die from this. We lose money on chemotherapy. It regrows the liver and lungs. We lose money on those drugs. It dissolves the plaque in the heart because it chelates calcium. It was money on those drugs. Your drug will never get on the market. It's too good. So it, so, okay, so that is the most egregious thing I've ever heard in the medical industry, in the pharmaceutical industry. But I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm just shocked again that they would say no to that after it helped heal 1,200 people. If I can go back to my first question about the brain stem cells. So when you have a stroke um, or a heart attack and there's damage to the heart or the brain um alpha lipoic can help that too well there's a few publications from russia where people have had heart attacks and damaged the tissue uh, 
they get ischemia and almost necrosis of the tissue. Right. Loss of, loss of blood to the area and then cells die. And they've given people intravenous alpha-lipoic acid right after the heart attack. And they've regenerated their heart tissue and went back to work. Wow. Lipoic acid also goes into the brain. You know, you make it in every cell of your body, so it has to go everywhere in your body. Right. And it cleans out all those cobwebs, and it stimulates damaged nerve cells to regenerate. Right. Not dead cells, but ones that are damaged. Okay. Okay. So that, along with... You have a certain protocol that you created over the years. Yes. It's not just alpha-lipoic. You want to give well, it to... Incidentally... Um, the information. Everything I tell you has been published. Absolutely. Somebody wants to go to uh, PubMed and type in Berkson, B-E-R-K-S-O-N, B-M, not bowel movement, beautiful <laughs> mind. Beautiful mind. <laughs> That's right. And they should see okay. many of the publications. And if they do this with Google Scholar, they'll see many of my publications in biology and in medicine. Right. But, but it, it's, it's very hard to go through all that, sift through all it, and figure it out. So let's just give them a quick synopsis of the protocol. Uh, you use the protocol. Alpha-Lipoic. Yeah, I, pub- I published a paper when I left university work. And I came out, first I was a country doctor, and then right. I worked for the Army. Then I came over here, and uh, right after I opened up, uh, a woman came in. She was the head nurse from the uh, liver transplant unit at the university, and I was treating her for systemic lupus with low-dose latrexone. And uh, she told me that um, she wanted to know, you know, do you think this would work for uh, cirrhosis of the liver and uh, hepatitis C? And I said, probably would. So I devised a, a protocol. Uh, alpha-lipoic acid, which yes. uh, regenerates liver tissue and other tissues. Uh-huh. Uh, selenium, which Dr. Will Taylor from the University of Georgia found out is a birth control pill for the hepatitis C virus. Wow. And, and everybody selenium. start writing this down. Alpha-lipoic, selenium. You're getting and, it straight and, from the doctor. And silymarin, which silly protects marin. the liver from damage. So she'd send the people down here before the transplant. Mm-hmm. We regrow most of their livers. Wow. Uh, and they actually lost their program, so now I think they're angry at me. <laughs> I think that's why the other guy didn't want to take your drug, your 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 alpha lipoic, and make it into a drug. Otherwise, all those twelve hundred people would have to come back. Would never come yeah, back. Right? there have been many more than twelve hundred now. There's, they've been doing this research for years and years and years, showing lipoic acid reverses diabetic neuropathies. And last week, my son Arthur, who's also a medical doctor. Yes, and my Arthur colleague uh, went to uh, Washington D.C. to appear before the FDA. Oh yes, they, I heard they, okay. they were going to uh, ban the manufacture of um, lipoic acid by compounding pharmacies in America. And, and he, pre- he presented all of the double-blind studies and all of the information on diabetic neuropathies to them, and the FDA voted seventeen to zero in Arthur's favor. <gasps> Arthur, you're brilliant. We got to get well, him on the show next. He's brilliant. He's smart as he's smarter um, than I am. Well, you know, Apple does not fall far from the tree. <laughs> but, you know, he's he followed me around from the age of five years old in hospitals, and he grew up in in medicine. Right. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. We have a lot to thank him for. I had no idea that he brought double blind studies. He said, to the he said, Dad, if you go, you just piss him off. Definitely. You don't know how to calm down. 
<laughs> you just want to fight. <laughs> okay. I want to get back, get back to the protocol. So the protocol is alpha-lipoic, silymarin, selenium, but you have to take B-complex with the alpha-lipoic, correct? Yes, because um, when, when lipoic acid gets into the mitochondria and, and creates energy, the B-complex vitamins are depleted. Okay. Is there more? Is, there, is it all the B-complexes or just B1 and B6? Well, it's... B1, B2, B6, B12. Uh, there's a number of B vitamins. It's best to take a B complex. Okay. So you take a B complex with it. Otherwise, you could become B deficient, and we don't want to be B deficient. Um, and then on top of it, the standard, regular, basic vitamins we were talking about. I was talking to somebody else about that people need uh, on a daily basis. But I want to talk to you about the food because food matters. And I know that in your book, Syndrome X, Syndrome yeah. X, this is in addition to the alpha lipoic breakthrough. I tell everybody, if they're going to work with me, they have to read my book and then your book and then a paleo book. But also Syndrome X talks about paleo and it was published in 2000. So it's you were right. ahead of your time. It was the first book on um, metabolic syndrome. And you did recommend a somewhat of a paleo diet you didn't have everything paleo but most of it no I, I you know i wrote the scientific part of that book uh-huh and uh i wrote it with a um, nutritionist and a dietitian who wrote the other parts i don't agree with everything they said for okay. example they said not to eat carrots and i think carrots are some of the healthiest things you could eat absolutely absolutely yeah. and and i've noticed that when people come off even oatmeal it's not just wheat um, wheat and dairy. It's not just wheat. It's the different grains that are inflammatory. And oatmeal, my gosh, I'll tell you, some people are fine with it and some people just can't have it. And it affects their liver levels like you wouldn't believe. Um, but of course you would believe. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen it and, and I was shocked. Uh, yeah. You know, one, one week. I actually recommend um, for most people to eat oatmeal to stay well, away from white bread though. Right, but some people, um, it's just an inflammatory thing. And like for me, I can't have oatmeal because I just get a pot belly. Um, so I assume it's going to affect the rest of my, my body so we don't know who's, effect, who's allergic to oatmeal. But um, I did want to speak about the different diet that you suggest for people because I know that when they go to you, and I send people to you all the time who are very sick, you put them on a special diet. Can you speak to that? Well, the first thing I suggest is that they eat at least four servings of green vegetables every day, like steamed broccoli and steamed cabbage and cauliflower, all of those kind of things. Then I usually recommend um, I usually recommend oatmeal for most people, okay, with, uh, with blackberries and blueberries and and maybe a little honey or uh-huh. or a little bit of. Um, Real maple syrup. Right. For most people who drink dairy products, I, I add a little uh, half and half. And that'll okay. fill them up from breakfast to late afternoon. So they don't, they don't have to snack. And, okay. And uh, oatmeal is uh, broken down very slowly in the body. Yeah. I, I guess it's, it's what I've seen is some people are allergic to it and some people are not. And they can tell with a blood test. And it's really interesting. Well, they shouldn't eat it then. 
Yeah. And, um, I, I recommend um, very healthy meats like um, organic chicken. Yes. Um, lamb. Uh, some pork if they like. Uh, once in a while, beef. Mm-hmm. And um, they should stay away from from certain things like white sugar, yes. white flour, yes, and all diet sweeteners, yes, including stevia. Including stevia, why? Well, I think like a biologist. Uh huh. When when your body expects sugar, yes, in every cell in the body, billions of metabolic cycles start, chemical cycles, in every cell, and they're yes. waiting. Are you there? Did I lose you? I lost your audio. Well, we're going to be talking with Bert Berkson as soon as he comes back on the air. Can you and hear me now? I sure can. Go ahead. So I heard I you spe- I speak about stevia. Yeah. Let, um, in my opinion, as a biologist, mm-hmm. as a PhD in biology, when, when sugar comes into your body, Yes. When the body expects sugar, mm-hmm. billions of chemical reactions start every cell of the body waiting okay. for some, some sugar. So really? when sugar comes in, they work, pro- they work properly. If something like tastes sweet and it's not sugar, right. it's like taking a mind into a fine machine huh. and tear DNA apart and tear mel- membranes apart. And this is a metaphor for free radical damage itself. So, but it doesn't happen when you have maple sugar, maple syrup, or honey? Well, in small amounts. In large amounts, it's too much. But small amounts will not hurt anybody. Okay. And the big question that people always ask me, and I always told them no, and you said yes, so I have to ask you, explain why you say coffee is okay with liver disease. It's okay so, to have like a cup of coffee a day. Uh, co- coffee with caffeine, not decaf. Decaf, I think, is dangerous. Um, coffee because with caffeine, of the chemical process? Well, you know, um, I think the beans have, are soaked in carcinogenic, carcinogenic hydrocarbons to remove the caffeine. So right. are, are, are there residues in the final product? I don't know. Yes, probably. But, but caffeine seems to stimulate... Uh, Good liver function. Okay. And one cup a day, or is it two cups? Is there a maximum? Well, 30 cups is maximum. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, so I don't know. You know, one, two somebody cups. has five cups a day. I don't think it means, I, think, I don't think it'll hurt them. That's a lot. I Probably can't give even them have a stomachache. Yeah. I can barely have one. But, okay, so coffee is okay for liver issues, but not for yeah. everything. So what what is it bad for? I just I just assume that the ca- yeah the caffeine is going to be too stimulating. I don't know. Probably it's it's true with some people. Yes, especially for me. So um, you're just to to talk to you about the protocol you mentioned, low dose naltrexone, early yeah. in the conversation. So how do you or do you recommend low dose naltrexone to every single person? I take it. Everybody in my family takes it to prevent things. Okay, I learned so about it. Why? Because it's a drug. Yeah. What's wrong with a drug? If the so, drug works and has no side effects, why not use it? You know. Because it's not drugs, natural. 
Well, a lot of a lot of natural things are deadly poisonous. Look at rice and uh, look at mushroom top. Okay. So, can you talk to me about low dose naltrexone? What it does? First of all, what is it? How you use it? Because low dose doesn't mean. I know that um, I told somebody that you have to get low dose naltrexone. The doctor gave them fifty milligrams. I said that's not low dose. So, can you speak to? Explain to people what low-dose naltrexone is and what it does. Well, let me tell you how I found out about it. A man came into my office about 22 years ago. Yes. And he had uh, prostate cancer in his bones. He had rheumatoid arthritis. He had a walker to hardly even move. MD Anderson Cancer Hospital said he had a few weeks to live. He should go to hospice. Okay. He told me he had a, a wife. He had to put her in a home before he died. Would mm -hmm. I give him pain pills? I did. Then he asked me about Dr. Bahari in New York. He said, I never heard of him. Right. But he heard Dr. Bahari was reversing, reversing um, rheumatoid disease, or autoimmune disease, and also stopping the growth of cancer. Mm. So I said, well, why don't you go up there and see him? He said, well, he's in a little office. Is any good? Would he be at Sloan Kettering or Dana-Farber? No. I, I said, if, if he could actually stop the growth of cancer, it may be cured in some cases. He put them out of business. Yeah. They treat cancer. They don't cure too many cancers. No, they do not. Then um, I told uh, I, I'm losing you again. I don't know what's wrong with the audio. And I was regrowing. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay. When I was in Cleveland and I was regrowing livers rather than transplanting them, I was told uh, to shut up. <laughs> um, we didn't want to hear about this from the liver transplant business. So he went up and saw Dr. Bahari. I thought he died three years later. He walks in without his walker. Right. So Dr. Bahari stopped the growth of the cancer, cured the rheumatoid arthritis with low dose naltrexone, 20 bucks a month. Wow. Okay. How, so, how does it work? Yeah. How does it work for cancer? There's a tremendous amount of uh, research on this. You know, it's been researched by. Um, Dr. Um, Dr. Zagan from University from Penn State University for many many years. Okay. Dr. Bahari, it's all in print. It's all. It's all, it's on, all on PubMed. Yes. Yes. But, so what yeah. happens is um, <laughs> there's a drug called metencephalin. Okay. I, I believe it's a investigational drug in Europe, or maybe in Israel. Okay. And it's very expensive. They inject it. And it seems to um, bind to cancer cells and cause them to die, apoptosis. Good. Then um, if you take low-dose naltrexone at bedtime, it fools the brain into thinking there are not enough opiates in the body. The morning you get a flood of opiates, and one of them is metencephalin. Uh -huh, it, binds so. the cells, it binds to cancer cells and kills them. Okay. So low-dose naltrexone can kill cancer cells in some bodies. <laughs> Undergo apoptosis, self suicide. Okay, what you does hear it me do? Now? I do, but what does it do? Because I know you give it to your liver patients and rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. And by the way, you also told me that lupus used to be called. Excuse me, AIH used to be called lupus myelitis. Is that correct? Lupus hepatitis. Um, it used to be called lupus hepatitis. Yeah, you know, you know when people have uh, auto autoimmune antibodies like anti-nuclear antibodies, they, if they have in high levels, it's called lupus. 
If it attacks the kidneys, it's uh, lupus kidney disease. If it attacks the liver, it's autoimmune hepatitis. If it attacks the heart, it's something else. Um, so this protocol helps lupus. all varieties of lupus. Right. Uh, and that's the thing that I want to get out to people. Dr. Berkson told me that it yeah. used to be called lupus. So if you have lupus, you got to get on this protocol. And you give everybody low-dose naltrexone who has lupus also? I lost him again. I'll answer that question. The answer is yes. He gives everybody uh, low-dose naltrexone. And it's only as high as 4.5 milligrams. It's no higher than that. Uh, you have to get No higher than that, no. Right. Okay, so you're back in. So uh, you have to get it at a compound pharmacy, or can any doctor get the prescription? They could, uh, com could write the prescription, but they have to get it from a compound pharmacy. Okay. So whatever the prescription is or whoever gives it to you, they have to go to a compound pharmacy. Is that correct? And, um, you know, most, most uh, doctors know about Low-dose naltrexone. They know about naltrexone, but they don't always know about low-dose naltrexone. Because, as I understand, naltrexone... But, you know, I don't... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep on losing you, sir. Um, uh, you're back. Keep on talking. Okay, so um, low-dose naltrexone starting off at one milligram a day and then building up to 4.5, no more than that, uh, depending on how the person responds to it. So the diabetes, uh, too, responds to this, correct? Dr. Berkson? Diabetes responds very well to um, lipoic acid. Great. But uh, diabetes... I keep on losing it. Sometimes there's autoimmunity, too. So the poor guess. Say it again. Say it again. Say it one more time. The uh, poor acid uh, can can reverse many um, aspects of diabetes. Okay. Especially. It it actually does in the clients that I use it for. Uh, when I use low dose naltrexone, I find that not Lilta, uh, alpha lipoic, I find that a lot of people are, have lower blood sugar. And so because they have lower blood sugar, these diabetics just take it every single day, every single day, every single day, and it, it eradicates the diabetes. Um, I don't know if you can still hear me. Can you, doctor? I, I can hear you now, but you know I'm going to have to run. I have somewhere I have to be. Okay. I was expecting that. Okay, so, so. Dr. Berkson, I thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to uh, finish up with talking about the different um, people that we have healed. Uh, I have sent you people, and I'm so grateful to have you receive the clients because they come back. Oh, and they, thank you. They're just so grateful. I'm going to talk about a few of them here because <laughs> I couldn't get anybody to come on. <laughs> but... Um, Hopefully we'll come. And, and why we'll don't you back. talk about the books again too? Because yes, I will. Okay. Because uh, be well. Take have care. Have a great day. Thank Good you so much. much. Have a great day. So, Dr. Berkson wrote a couple of books. Thank One you. of them is the Alpha. Bye.
He wrote Alpha Lipoic Breakthrough, and I have to recommend you got to get the Alpha Lipoic Breakthrough. It's one of the first books that it's like a Bible. And the second thing is the the Syndrome X. Syndrome X is a fabulous book. Um, it's again, it's written in two thousand, but it really talks about the different ways to eat, and of course, it's a little bit like paleo. And he talks about the paleo diet. The most important thing is, of course, get my book. Kieran Courtney. The most important thing is combining the right vitamins with the right foods for each individual. Um, I usually, you know, Dr. Berkson will tell you to eat oatmeal every day. I would probably say not eat oatmeal, but I think it's an individual thing. So um, you might want to start with no wheat and no dairy because the dairy does tend to have an inflammation. Uh, it's inflammatory. So it may not work so well with you, but maybe you just cut back on, let's say, 90% of it. Maybe you just have organic butter. Try to always, always have organic food as best you can or grass-fed meat. Can you eat eggs? Sure. If your body can tolerate them. Everybody is different. So I like to say combine the wisdom of many different doctors. And so you start with a paleo diet and maybe adjust it for your blood type, because maybe you're the type of, and that's a different, that's a different book, right? Blood type diet. Maybe you're the type of person that is O, an O blood type that needs beef in their, in their diet. And they might not do very well on a vegetarian diet because they're always hungry. Or if you're an A or a B blood type, then maybe you're the type of person that likes, doesn't like beef so much and likes more uh, meat, excuse me, chicken and some fish, the smaller animals, and a lot of vegetables and beans. So the O's won't be too great with beans, but the A's and the B's will be great with beans. So you have to consider your body is hungry for certain foods. There's a reason for it. That's why if you're, an, if you're a family of more than two people, you might find that half the family wants one type of food and half the family wants another type of food, and that's actually good for them. So the, you don't want to feed the kids that are, that are not hungry for beef. You don't want to you know, push beef down their throat because it's not good for their body. Listen to the body. It's intuitive. Now, with the protocol that Dr. Berkson always talks about, I always say, start with the basics. We had Diane Freeman here last week. She's the, she's the, um, the teacher and instructor to get your, your, your certified holistic health license. And she teaches the basics. The vitamins basics are your Bs. So be complex and get a good one. Don't get a cheap one. If you go to a store that's got their own brand, then it's possible that it's not the highest quality. Get a high quality B complex. Then you get a C. And my preference is rose hips because you don't want to get something that has ascorbic acid in it that's normally made with GMO corn. GMO we know is not preferable. And GMO corn is actually really not preferable. It's actually very bad for you. Many ascorbic acids are made with GMO corn. So Try and get rose hips. It's a more natural, it's from a flower, so you can't go wrong. So rose hips, so you got B, you got C, and then, of course, D, as in Denise. You got to have a lot of D because in America, 
we just don't we're just working all the time and we're we're not playing enough and we're not sitting in the sun so we need somewhere between 5000 and 10000 IUs of vitamin D especially if you're in the northeast like us the northeast just doesn't get enough sun we get it like a couple of times a year maybe 3 months out of the year you need it every day every day every day it's always going to improve your immune system right and if you get sick you can up it to 20000 or 50000 IUs if you're sick. So you got B, C, and D. Probiotics, very important, but you want to get a probiotic that has bifidophilus and acidophilus in it. And don't skimp on the vitamins because when you skimp on the vitamins, you get sick later on and you got to pay down the road. So try and get good quality. It's, it's important for your, for your life and for your health. So you get B, C, D, probiotics, don't forget your magnesium. Magnesium is just not in our food source anymore. So we need to get magnesium. What's the best source? I like magnesium complex from Nature Sunshine. But my favorite of all time is a bottle of Calm, C-A-L-M. I love it because it's just a little drink you can have at night before you go to bed. It puts all the, the magnesium you need into your body, and it also puts you to sleep. So it's a nice it's a nice beverage to have just before you go to bed and then you have a nice sound sleep. Another thing that I have to recommend, if you don't realize it, all the athletes take Epsom salt baths when they are sore and their, their bodies need to have regeneration. It's the magnesium. They've lost a lot of magnesium, so they, they take this magnesium bath. It replenishes their muscles. It also puts them to sleep. So that's another source of magnesium. So now you have Ready? Write this down. B, C, D, probiotics, magnesium, and of course, everyone's favorite, fish oil. Now, if you're allergic to fish, you could take flaxseed, flaxseed oil. But fish oil is so important to the brain. We have 70 to 80% of our brain is fat. It's made of fat. We need to feed it fat. Don't listen to the low-fat diet nonsense. That's just, that's the American government wanting you to have Alzheimer's, early Alzheimer's. And don't go on to cholesterol meds because the statins, that's all a lie. Don't believe me. Believe the, the paleocardiologists who write the books about cholesterol is king. So you can read Paleocardiologist by Dr. Jack Wolfson, or you can read um, my favorite, The Wheat Belly, Wheat Belly by Dr. Uh, Davis, Dr. William Davis. And there's many other paleo books in between. So pick up a paleo book, read it, and understand the concept. And of course, Mark Sisson, S-I-S-S-O-N, he's the king of, of, of paleo. He actually is a triathlete, and he is a mega paleo man. And he has a whole, just look it up on, online. He's got a whole bunch of books. Um, what I need you to understand is that fish oil is part of an important regimen in your diet. You need it for fat, for the fat in your brain to keep you well. You need it for your joints and your ligaments. If you have rheumatoid arthritis, we didn't get a chance to, to go over that with Dr. Berkson. It's the same protocol. I've had rheumatoid arthritis for 10 years, and I used to just take fish oil to reverse it. Now that I'm taking alpha-lipoic and my fish oil, I don't need that much fish oil because I'm taking everything that's an anti-inflammatory and I'm feeding my cells. So I have no problems. I can do running races and not have any, any kind of problems with my knees. Just take your fish oil and my favorite with, with 
for only for the the rheumatoid arthritis to combine it with curcumin. My favorite is fish oil and curcumin together when you're trying to reduce and remove rheumatoid arthritis from your life. Rheumatoid arthritis is a very easy fix. Uh, and if you need me to give you a quick synopsis of how to reverse it, please call me. I've been doing it for 10 years very successfully. So you have your B, your C, your D, your fish oil, probably around 3,000 milligrams for the normal adult children, somewhere between 500 and 1,000. And you need to get wild fish oil. Don't skimp on cheap because cheap will, you know, if you get cheap fish oil, you're probably getting a lot of mercury in your body. So BCD, probiotics, magnesium complex, don't forget your fish oil. And very important, if you're over 45 or if you're trying to heal your rheumatoid arthritis, your lupus, your autoimmune hepatitis, you've got to get alpha lipoic. But don't just get any alpha lipoic. So now I'm going to make a little commercial here. This is called metabolic maintenance. It's one of my favorite. I also use Biotech Pharmacal. I don't have it here with me, but I want to put it up to this. I want you to understand metabolic maintenance is Dr. Berkson and my favorite alpha lipoic. Why? Oh, also Biotech Pharmacal. The two of them are side by side the best. Why? Because they are sourced, the alpha lipoic is sourced from Europe. So Germany has the patent on alpha lipoic. And if you're going to get any kind of alpha lipoic from Europe, that's sourced from Europe, then that would be best for you. And those two companies have it. You can get it on my email, on my website, www.curingcourtney.com, obviously, curingcourtney.com. That's where you can buy it for a discount. But mostly, if you want to get it uh, elsewhere, just make sure you're getting it from a reputable source and it's not opened and you know, they didn't tamper with it. Um, you can get it from straight from the companies. Uh, and most importantly, you got to take a B complex with it. Everybody is different with B complexes. You've got to find a good B complex, something that's not going to be uh, give you a niacin flush. What is niacin flush? That's when you get a cheap B complex. <laughs> and all of a sudden you get hot and sweaty and it happens 10 minutes after you take the the b complex and you go what's going on i'm going to kill denise and it's actually just because the b complex that you bought didn't agree with you um the most important important thing i have little tip du jour whenever you take alpha lipoic you must take it with b complex and you must take it with food if i say it once i'm going to say it three times you must take food with your alpha lipoic. You must take food with your alpha lipoic. You must take food with your alpha lipoic. Why? Because if you don't, you're going to get nauseous and want to throw up. So just remember I said it three times so you didn't forget it. So I want to just recommend that you at least try it. If you're 45 years old or older, you need alpha lipoic because we don't produce enough of it. This is coming straight from Dr. Berkson. If he was here, he'd give me a thumbs up for that one. And as I said, if you have any questions with diabetes, uh, diabetes 2, rheumatoid arthritis, alpha, uh, uh, autoimmune hepatitis, um, I said rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and, uh, and even multiple uh, dystrophy. This works for multiple dystrophy. You'd be amazed at what this can reverse. Um, Dr. Berkson does take clients still. Uh, I would highly recommend them if you are 
in a wheelchair, you can't get out, that kind of thing. But if you're just, um, just finally, first, uh, you just got first diagnosed by your doctor and you have autoimmune diseases, some kind of diabetes or rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or MS, just give me a buzz and I can help walk you through it. If I can't help you with just oral vitamins and the diet, then I will recommend somebody near you or in the closest state that I, that I think is fabulous. But in the meantime, I want you guys to stay on a good diet um, and always, always, I'm, I'm always going to say eat no wheat, no dairy, eat paleo as best you can, and always, always try and do organic or non-GMO. And I know it's apple season and everybody likes to pick the apples. Please don't go to the standard apple orchards that have all the glyphosate sprayed on it and they plant GMO seeds and they don't care about your health. Um, obviously wash them in apple cider vinegar for 10 minutes and that will help you to remove any of the residue that you can get out of the apples. Uh, if it's GMO, you're not getting that out of the apple. It's going to be just GMO. That's part of the seed. So I would not go there. But do have your fruits and vegetables, lots of vegetables. Have your organic meats. And during these upcoming cool winter months, try and get as much bone broth soup as, as possible. If you can make it, great. Make it all natural. And don't put the salt in till the end so that the bones, the, the pores on the bones don't close up. That's what happens when you put the salt in, the bones, pores close up, and then the nutrients don't come out of the bones. So save your salt for the end and use pink Himalayan salt or Celtic sea salt. And those are the tips du jour from Denise Otten and Alternative Health Talk. I will have another fabulous guest on next week talking diet, nutrition, and healing. So stay tuned for Alternative Health Talk next Tuesday at 7 o'clock on ubnradio.com. Thanks for coming. Bye. Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. Broadcasting Network at UBNRadio.com.